The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Thanks for spending time. It's Hour 2. It's Hale Bar City Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Instead of a Monday, it is a Thursday with Charlie, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride. Santa McBride is with us. Coach, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Well, thank you. Thanks. I, um, I'm doing good. I, I really am. I, I thought that I that the weather would get terrible, but... It makes me feel good. It was it was nice on on signing day too. Yeah, the, it, was, it was the sun was shining everywhere. If you like red and white uh, on on signing day. So Charlie, you're you're not a you're not a guy who's rooting for a white Christmas this year. We'll get one. <laughs> I mean, you know that that can't hold off around here, right? It, we get we've had a lot of a lot of snow on and off stuff, but uh, not anything that's is you know you can put your money on. Mm. Well, coach, I'm anxious to get your reaction with uh, Nebraska's <laughs> signing class. They they get five from Texas, five from Florida, six from Nebraska. Total of fourteen <laughs> when you add walk-ons, and they get uh, Dylan Riola, uh, top quarterback in the country. What does it say to you about a kid like Dylan? wanting to be part of uh, trying to get the program back. When push came to shove, uh, I think that was a big factor for him and, and of course, how special Nebraska was to his dad. Yeah, I think it's going to be a plus just having Dominic and his family around is going to make a big difference in, uh, you know, him that he's, you know, going to have that support that he, you know, he's, probably had all through high school and you know i think he's mature enough to be able to come in here and maybe you know i i, I never want to say he's going to start right away or he's going to do that I, there's so many questions before that but i think one thing is is i think he's uh you know he's he's mature enough and he's um you know has he's sat across the table from his dad who's played football all his life and been an offensive lineman. And now I, I will say one thing. I, I had 15 years of coaching the offensive line, and there's something that happens with older kids. Older responsibilities happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I really think if we have enough guys that have been around here enough that really are going to take that responsibility on um, to protect their quarterback. And, uh, of course, you can't protect against interceptions and their fumbles of the quarterback and that, but that ought to be something, I think, if you get a quarterback coach, you ought to go find out, go back a couple of years and start there or three and find out what what were what were all the things that turnovers. You know, what was really the – because, you know, you can find some things out by just making a film of just the turnovers. And you can find out that maybe it was blocking, maybe it was 
you know, interceptions, his quarterback running with the ball, he drops it. Uh, you know, there's there's a, a bunch of things that can happen, and sometimes you zero on and some things that you know that are, you know, kind of coachable that are really you know things that you can really emphasize when you're coaching kids, both offensively and defensively. I mean, it's uh, uh, you know, it's it's a number that you have to look at. I think. So that, that, I think though that I, I'm I'm really excited about I am I'm, I'm you know I I've, I've had a couple of rocks thrown at me when I was you know recruiting I had a couple of guys turned down for example that, that turned out to be pretty good players and uh, you know that hurts a little bit but to see him do what he did you know it really makes you feel good because they went through the hard times with it. You know, they went with, he's going to go here, he's going to go there, he's going to go here, and then he came out with what he really felt. And I've always said this in recruiting to the kids. They said, well, Coach, I'm going to come to Nebraska. I said, wait a minute. (laughs) You know, (laughs) what I want you to do is go out on the campus and just walk around by yourself and see if you feel right. You know, because a lot of times kids have a gut feeling that this is the place. And he might have had that a long time ago. And, uh, you know, when my dad went to a little school and I know I thought about it, you know, even though he went there, uh, they had a, they were division three and I still thought about, you know, maybe I'd be better off at a smaller school anyway. And of course we didn't have all the incentives that they have now. <laughs> and, and, and so I, and so it's, uh, it's different, but to have the whole family around, and I, you know, and, and I don't count those other guys out. I mean, you know, there's there's some there's some athletes there that are that are really good players, and um, I I just think the offensive line, the maturity of them, is going to really be a difference, and I think you'll see it. It's Charlie McBride with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, and, and Charlie, talk about that offensive line being able to protect. Dylan, we're working under the assumption here as it stands right now, Dylan is your, your presumptive starter going into this season. I want to get your thoughts as a former defensive coordinator. It's, it's pretty common out there in football. You have a rookie quarterback in the NFL. You have a young quarterback in college. What do you do? You, you bring an extra uh, blitzer, one more than the O-line can protect. You make that young quarterback process quickly. Can you read the defense quickly, find the matchup you like, it, and hit the open man? Is that how you'd attack a freshman starting quarterback? Should Dylan be ready for that going into next season? Well, you're going to, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, the, the more, the more, you, the more that I see, and and we already know, you know, uh, what what our quarterbacks that we already have can do, and they can both they can run with the football a little bit, and and uh, uh, Dylan can run with the football. Don't, don't think that he's a stiff now. And it's not going to be just stand back in the pocket. I think that I'm not even talking about option. I'm just talking about, you know, being able to escape a rush and things like that. I think he he can do that. And and that's where I think he'll surprise a lot of people. I think with his uh, with his speed and his ability to just avoid the rush and things like that. And and um, you know, it's it's those, those things that are. You know that a quarterback has to face time after time. 
is drilled into them time after time in meetings. And um, I think that has a lot to do with it. How, how he's taught is, is, a, is a really a big thing. And I think he's, um, you know, he's had some good teaching in high school. He's had good coaches. And, uh, you know, he's learned. I think he's learned a lot. And I think knowing Arizona, because I lived there for a long time, and I was on the coaches, the board of the state coaches high school association. And I, I know how hard those guys work at, at, at quarterbacks and how hard they, they, you know, they have quarterback coaches in high school period. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they have offensive coordinators. They do, they do it like it's supposed to be done. And I know that a Chandler, for example, is a, it was a school that was down for years and years. And all of a sudden, uh, the community grew up, and the kids quit going to the new school and went back to the old school, and that's where he came from, in Chandler. And and they got some, they got some tough dudes over there, and he came from a heck of a program. Uh, you can say about all the other ones I know about Pinnacle and all this other stuff, and I know the one he was at in Georgia also had good coaches and and were always tough. <clears throat> and had players coming out of your ears, uh, you know, down there. And um, so I just, you know, I, I just, uh, and, and, and all the things that you go through my head when you, you know, you ask questions, I, there's so many things that, that come up uh, that you don't have time to talk about. But uh, I think you're going to find out. I still think the key thing right now is is that, that the responsibility that the offensive line has. And I think those younger guys were learning, 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 worried about this and that and everything. Now they're worried about defending the quarterback. And that's a whole different can of worms because all that other stuff fits in. Hmm. And whether who the quarterback is, you know, it's really important. Uh, And if you have somebody to be able to help along like another coach or somebody, it really does help. Charlie McBride's with us. Couple minutes, Hale Varsity Radio, Coach. Uh, let's spend a minute on on Dad, on Dom, and just his influence in Nebraska, and and just the the story here of how that that legacy aspect was important to Dylan that he wanted to come back to, to where his dad played and. Help uh-huh. kind of pump up Nebraska. What do you remember about Dom? I know he played a season after you retired, but there's a lot of battles between your defensive lineman and Dom on that uh, O line at center. Well, there's no question that the toughness is one thing, and 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 the the ability to play with a few nicks on you. Mm-hmm. You know that that's the other thing. And offensive linemen really have to do that. You know they they they're already nicked up already but um i think it's the leadership part of it the most i think it's what the responsibilities that he'll pass on to him what are what are the responsibilities because he had good coaches and i and i think that you know he learned what his responsibilities were and 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 he can probably tell you the same thing that the, the older he got the more uh, he felt a responsibility toward protection and things like that 
And that, that's what I think is going to happen with these guys. I think you're going to find something you're going to smile at, you know. And uh, um, and I think there's a lot of kids that can tr- change that thinking part into toughness part and and, and get to be a very more aggressive and, and uh, line. And then, of course, with a quarterback coach, I think you'll find out that when Dominic was here, you know, he had Harris three guys watching the quarterback, and that was Tom Frank and Milk, and all the, every station they went to went to somebody. That and then Turner came in, of course, at the end, and there was three guys really working with, direct with the quarterbacks at, at different parts of the field, mm-hmm. uh, but they were all somebody there, and they, I think that was really important. So before we get you out of here, I want to get your thoughts on a freshman quarterback coming in and earning their stripes. Is there a, a, a difficulty to that, a, a highly touted freshman coming in and earning the respect of the team? How does that process go down in your book? I think it goes to maturity. I think it goes to things that his, he's been in his mind. You know, a lot of these kids lay in bed at night and they think all the time that they of wanting to do that and you don't know where that part of him has been. I would guess that he's competitive enough to say, "Hey, if I get this order, I'm going to carry out. I'm going to be good at it." And uh, I think that that and that comes with maturity. It comes with you know uh, good coaching, and it comes with the right people. Uh, you know, spending time with him. And then I'm sure his dad. You know, I'm sure that his dad, I mean, his dad's been through a lot. And and I know when he was here, what I remember of him, I mean, he he, he didn't fool around. He was a tough dude. And he was a heck of a leader. And I'm sure that stuff is rubbed off on him. Charlie McBride with us. Coach, do you have all your Christmas shopping done for the grandkids and the kids? Well, it's just Debbie and I here. Everybody else is in Arizona, and we're going to hang out here by ourselves. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll we'll be here. I don't know. Uh, I might even get a, a bottle of wine, uh, you know, for Christmas Day, but uh, we'll see how that one works out. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's a good wine drinker, though. Red or wh- red, red or white. <laughs> Do you go red or white? She's the she's she's white one. I'm a red one. Okay. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> that costs more. <laughs> <laughs> well, then quickly, Charlie, tell us what's on the uh, what's on the menu for Christmas Day. Christmas Day probably bologna. <laughs> probably bologna sandwiches. <laughs> well, I think we ate all the turkey we had. I finished that the other day. Cut I cut it up. I I we had a. Christmas uh, Thanksgiving planned and it got turned down. Everybody that came and they had something else, all of a sudden they called and they so we had a 20-pound turkey here. We had to cut up and use it for sandwiches and that broke my heart. <laughs> but those are some of the best sandwiches you'll eat all year. Those turkey sandwiches, get a little mayo, get a little mustard on there. Mm. Oh, everything. I, you gotta put I put the jalapenos on them. I put everything on them. Nice. Look at so, you. You gotta change them and see what you can't eat the same sandwich every day. It'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, uh, we love you, and thanks for uh, spending time with us. Merry Christmas to you and the fam, all right? We'll check in in, in, uh, okay. in, the, in the new you year. You guys have a great, a great Christmas, really, with your families and everything, and give them all a hug. Will do. All right. <laughs> okay.
Bye now. There he is, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, uh, Thursday with Charlie on Hale Varsity Radio. And I love Charlie's secret to a long and fruitful life. You can't eat the same sandwich every single day. I ought to get some jalapenos on it. But really direct info there, great insight on, you know, what what will be the difference here if Nebraska is going to ride with a freshman. It is maturity. It is accountability. And uh, that's the build rule is going all in on. Uh, Gary Barnett next on Hale Varsity.